0: Hey everybody, this is Luke with the WAVE podcast, jumping on here real quick, getting into this scripture, and um, we're going to be in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through about uh, 25. And this scripture is really interesting because he's talking about um, the spirit and the flesh being at war with one another. And whatever we feed uh, grows, and whatever we starve dies and when we feed the spirit of God um, we become stronger we become more attuned to the spirit we become more attuned to God's truth our discernment our perception on things becomes clear but when we feed things the flesh uh, we will reap things of the flesh and the spirit of God will not die in us because the spirit of the God, of God um, is incorruptible undefiled undefilable is what the scripture says but as believers, what we can do is the Bible talks about quenching the Spirit, talks about grieving the Spirit. And so if we are feeding ourselves um, the things of the flesh, the Spirit of God can become start to become very quiet in our life. And the book of Galatians talks about, Do not be deceived. Um, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. And I think this is really important because sometimes as more mature believers, we can begin to think this scripture may not apply to us, that we can sow things and we can sin and we can have bad thoughts. And because we're mature in, in the Lord, that those things aren't going to impact us um, as much as they would someone else. And that is the, the definition um, of spiritual pride. And when we reap an action um, or sow an action, we are going to eventually reap habits and One thing we're doing right now with 5-2 Ministries, we've been going through Romans 12 and looking at um, biblical sexuality. And um, most people have had... um, negative experiences with sexuality in our culture, whether that be pornography, whether that be sex outside of marriage, whether that be abuse or rape, or just a bad view of themselves, a bad understanding of why God has given us sexuality. So we've dove into that in some discipleship groups. Eventually that'll make it out in the podcast and and kind of break those things down over a few sessions. But um, what's interesting about that, is this is an area that as we treat sexuality as something that's just common something that's just kind of ours to use as we want it's for pleasure when we don't put in um to perspective the reality that uh, sexuality is a gift from god that is spiritual that has spiritual ramifications whether that be through pornography or um, sexual contact with another person doesn't really matter that anything sexual has a spiritual impact on us and there's a book that I read with um, through getting my uh, master's degree with liberty, university and uh, pastoral counseling and addictions and trauma um, it's called hooked and it's a book that's not necessarily even written by Christians but it's a book that um, breaks down the chemical impact of uh, sex, especially casual sex and sex before marriage. And even from a scientific standpoint, we can see the benefits of waiting for sexual relations until you're married. And so it's almost like God knew what he was talking about, right, in in the scripture, that this wasn't just a rule, but this is something that was actually best for us. And we don't do it just because it's best for us. We do it because we honor God. We do it because we fear God. We do it because we trust God, not just for the physical benefits of doing things the right way, but we do it because God, Jesus, as, as we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, we believe that he is Lord. And when we believe Jesus is Lord, that means I'm no longer Lord of my life. I'm no longer in control, but I'm relinquishing the control and the, guy, and the uh, design and the direction of my life to Christ. Um, but in this book... Uh, I just want to read this little little sections on page 74. He says um, another study had similar findings among females aged 15 to 24, 54 uh, percent experience intercourse by 18 Early sexual debut before 15 was associated with a girl having sex with a separate partner, even as she is sexually involved with a primary sex partner. 25% of women in these dual sexual uh, partnerships were less than 15 years of age when they first had sex. The odds of this type of multiple sexual partnering were much more likely, 3.7 times more likely, um, that of that of women who had sex uh, when they were 18 or older. If the girl began sex before she was fifteen, it also showed that women up to age forty four involved in these dual sexual partnerships reported a, a median of ten lifetime partners when questioned later on in this study so what's really interesting about that is that having sex for these women they studied um before especially by 15, if not before 18, increased the likelihood of having multiple sexual partners by um, 3.7 times more likely to have multiple sex partners at one time. And um, the likeliness of having 10 or more um, sexual partners um, was basically unanimous of these women who had sex at an early age. And so what we're going to see, again, what we reap, or what we sow, we reap, we sow um, a fleshy, Attitude towards um, sexuality, that's what we're going to reap. And in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, he says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, they are at war. So you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we see from this scripture that we can either feed our spirit or we can feed our flesh, but they're at war. And so if we are feeding our flesh as a Christian, the flesh starts to take over. The flesh starts to dominate our life. We have victory in Christ, but we're not walking in it. Or we can feed the spirit, and by the spirit we can put to death these deeds of the flesh. But he finishes with that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. just want you to think about that for a second. that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Is Paul talking about works? Do we work our way to heaven? I hope your answer to that is no, that we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by the finished work of Jesus Christ alone. When we believe in the finished work of Jesus, that He, um, that God became a man, he lived a perfect life. life we could never live. On the cross, he took the full penalty for my sin, took my place, took the wrath of God on my behalf, That he rose from the dead three days later, and he ascended into heaven. That he's coming back to restore his kingdom. As I put my faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, I am saved. I'm saved. I'm justified by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. But what the Bible does say is that true faith, biblical faith, has an outcome. We reap what we sow. And so if we sow biblical faith, we reap fruit. And what Paul's saying is for those who practice the flesh, practice means we're getting better at it. Practice means we're doing it over and over. Practice means that we are resisting repentance. Um, if we live a life of sin, of practicing sin, Paul tells you, or the Scripture tells you through the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit, he says, just as I told you in the time past, That those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul's saying, I've told you this before, but I'm reminding you because you may be tempted to think that someone can live a life of sin and live a life of rebellion, not live a life of repentance, and still claim to be a Christian. People do that all the time, right? But he's saying, if they do this, don't be deceived, because people who live a life dominated by sin will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's pretty straightforward. It's not by works, but it's the fact that true grace by faith changes our lives. Now we can struggle, um, we can backslide, and just like these, this study of the women, the reason I wanted to bring that up in context of this, is if you have sinned in in that way with sexuality um, before fifteen, say like some of these women, you have now developed a habit, and like it says, you are more likely to. Um, cheat on your spouse you can be more likely to have multiple sex partners you may be more likely to to do that all at the same time now you have harmed yourself by your physical actions and that has physical ramifications now you can be a christian right you get saved god renews your heart he gives you the power to change you start to grow in your relationship with christ but then you get stagnant you decide i don't want to follow christ in the way i was i don't want to read my bible i don't want to be disciplined with community i don't want to be disciplined with confession And now what's going to happen the old works of the flesh are going to stick up their head the things that you are used to doing things you're used to coping with then now all of a sudden um your likelihood of being drugged back into those things is 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 pretty high so now say this woman is saved she trusts in christ she god's changing her life she's growing the scriptures but then she starts getting undisciplined she starts hanging around the wrong people she falls back into sexual sin does that mean according to galatians that she is not going to heaven he practices these things i don't believe that's the point at all because i believe that the person who does have the holy spirit what happens is even when they're in that state they're miserable they're convicted um they are um desiring to change and god will deliver them from that that they may um it may take a while it may be a fight with god but paul's saying practice meaning it's a lifestyle it's something that's embraced something that's even celebrated And so for this person, maybe they do struggle with it for a while, but the fruit of the Spirit is that they, in the midst of it, are being convicted by God. In the midst of it, they're wrestling with their sin. In the midst of it, that sin doesn't define their entire life. So maybe in other areas of their life, they are practicing righteousness, and there's this war going on between the flesh and the Spirit. But the question we do have to ask ourselves, and I think is the warning that Paul is giving the church here through the Holy Spirit, is if we are practicing sin over and over and over, have we really gotten to a place where we've put our true true faith, biblical faith, repentance um, in the finished work of Christ? Because it can be a warning of like, dude, the reason you keep doing this is because um, you haven't really allowed God to change your heart. There hasn't truly been a surrender. Or... The other option could be you're feeding the flesh. And until you stop feeding the flesh, you're going to keep doing this. Either way, the answer is to repent and to come back to the gospel, to change the way we're living. And I think that's why Paul makes these statements um, that aren't, we'd like them to be more clear sometimes, specifically what he's talking about. But he's just making a, a statement. He's not the judge. He's just saying those who continue to practice sin, who don't repent, who don't change, will not inherit the kingdom of God. He gives us that that warning. So if we find ourselves in the middle the answer is we need to change. We need to repent. We need to turn around. Um, and if we do that, we start to feed the Spirit, and the Spirit of God will then give us power over our sin. So I wanted to use just the elements of sexuality because if you ever read this book um, by uh, you know Dr. It's Mc, uh, McClaney, McClaney and Dr. McKissick, um, they do a great job of breaking down the um, physical, even addictive properties of sex, because it is a spiritual thing and it is impacting us in a deep level and when we feed something like that for a long time and we don't remain spiritually disciplined, those things are going to come back to bite us, and we have to be honest with ourselves, um where our heart is, what we 're feeding, but also um, we have to be honest with ourselves with the power of the gospel not minimizing that, hey, you know, I'm a Christian who has no power over my sin, but hey, at least I'm a Christian. It's not really in the Bible. And so to really be encouraged um, with Galatians 5, that there is power over our sin, and there's an expectation from God that we overcome our sin. And there's a lot of examples in people who have come to Christ, backslidden, and come back to Christ. I don't mean, um, I don't believe, and I don't think that means that they've lost their salvation. But i think there's a reason why and maybe i'm doing it injustice there's a reason why um, paul doesn't have a bunch of disclaimers right he just says those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of god all he's saying those who continue to live a lifestyle of sin don't truly know god they haven't truly put their faith in him and so we need to evaluate if we're in in a life of sin is one did i place my faith in the work of jesus christ or did i put place my faith in religion? Did I place my faith in something that would just help me feel better? Or did I really place my faith in that Jesus Christ is the Messiah rose from the dead, who will raise me from the dead and change my heart? So I appreciate you guys listening into to The Way Podcast. We'll be breaking down a little bit of this sexuality stuff over um, the next few months um, that we have done in our discipleship group of why god has designed sexual um sexuality the way he has the the benefits of it the the spiritual gift that it is but then also what can happen to us when we um don't steward that gift well and that can be a temptation for all of us and men in a certain direction and women in in another so god bless you guys um as always you can connect with us at dot ministriesorg you can donate to some of the um outreach we're doing been awesome to see some um more of the young men uh baptized at at the box gym been pretty cool thing so god bless you all hope you have a great day and remember feed the spirit